and welcome to the Gallant View podcast on the 10th of August. Um, we're all going to put on a bright and happy face today, Mr. Paul, aren't we? Welcome, Davey. <laughs> yeah, we are indeed, because uh, obviously back at Ibrox last night into the club deck for the first time this season, after being spoiled by Paul and taking me to the press gantry for the Olympiakis match. It's uh, back with a hoi polloi, as they say. But uh, we got off to a fantastic start, but we uh, we didn't really maintain that. However, a victory is a victory, so bring on next week. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm I'm still I'm still thinking we're going to win. Um, Shona, you were you were out with the out with the girls yesterday with the girl guides or uh, just a bunch of kids? Uh, what were you were we camping? Yeah, I've been up in Avonmore the last couple of days, so not long back from that long drive home. So looking forward to talking about Rangers tonight. Obviously, a wee bit frustrated about the result. But look, we've got a win and uh, looking forward to next week because um, I think uh, that first 30 minutes showed that uh, we can go over there and we can get a good result. So looking forward to talking about Rangers tonight and let's try and be as positive as we can. Oh, yeah, that's easy, that bit being positive. Andrew, welcome. How are you today? You uh, bright and cheery? If you say so, I mean, I'll, I'll try my best. Um, I, I certainly wasn't the last night, but I'm, I'm hoping a good sleep overnight and then back at work this morning. It took my mind off of the result. Um, happy to talk about the game now. Um, if you'd had my immediate reaction, there would have been a lot more expletive dropped and... Um, Accusations towards the manager, but I've I've changed my mind and I'm still firmly in the bill boat. Um, obviously that will change depending on the result on Saturday uh, against Lovey, but for now I'm still bailing, so no change. Yeah, well, it was it was actually quite funny at the end to to, to see the team that that actually won and been been quite uh, quiet and frustrated, and the team that lost over celebrating with a with a. The fans that was a uh, really quite funny. Um, I'll go on to start with the team that, that came out it was Butland, Tavernier, Golson, Suter, Barisic, Jack, and Raskin, sort of a uh, sitting in the mid- midfield, and Lammers and Cantwell and the attacking midfield side. And then we had Danny, Danilo and Dessers up front. They know Danilo was more a number 10, I would think we would say. Davey, were you surprised? Were you happy with that? What did you think? Uh, do you know, when the team was announced, it kind of struck me that, you know, the the bottom half of the team were all pretty much last season's. Uh, and, and if we include uh, Todd Cantwell in that, you know, the, there weren't many, you know, different faces. To, to, obviously, we uh, saw some come on later on. But uh, it wasn't a, a mm-hmm. huge change that, you know, maybe the number of signings would have suggested. So, no, I thought we uh, got off to an excellent start last night and it was all looking, you know, it was all going swimmingly. You know, 20 minutes in, we're 2-0 up, you know, we're creating chances. You're thinking, this is going to be a long night for Servette. But uh, they kind of got the penalty, which I think got them back into it, gave them a wee bit of belief, a wee bit of spring in their step. And uh, they kind of worked hard. I mean, but I think we should have, we could have, and, and should have, you know, scored a few more. But it's uh, 
it's only our second competitive match, but I'm sure by the time we get to next week, we'll uh, rattle a few goals past them and uh, put it to bed. That's what I like to hear, Dave. Shona, did, did, did you hear the team? How, I don't, how were you? How were you in contact with the game? Did were you live? Did you could you see it live or hear it live? Oh no, I managed to get it up on the iPad. So the four G connection was actually not too bad at the campsite. So yeah, happy days. Looking for obviously, I was just buzzing to watch the Rangers because obviously been up there and having where I thought I'm not going to get a signal. But look, I managed to watch the game and as David DVP says, I thought the first thirty minutes we were absolutely brilliant. Honestly, from uh, going from defence to into attack, I thought we were really, really quick on the ball. I just felt as if, like, maybe towards, like, oh, obviously we'll get into it. But I just felt in the second half, obviously, and they, when they went down to 10 men, kind of nullified us a wee bit. And there was a lot of slack passing as well. I'm sure we'll come on to that, um, especially when it, we were going in the attack. So, look, I'm sure there's lots to talk about tonight. But, yeah, I managed to watch the game. So, I'm happy days. But when you've got eight or nine kids around you, it's not quite the same. Yeah. Um... Andrew, as I said, the, the, the team, there was three new changes from the weekend. Uh, Jack Cantwell came in and Danilo went up front. Uh, what did you think of these changes? As I seen the, the team news, I thought you'd be absolutely buzzing, given the fact your, your pal Linny got dropped. Um, it was interesting because I thought you could have played that. You could play it if it was the 4 3 3, or you could. I was looking at more of a, a four triple two, where you could have played Jackie and Rask and a wee bit deeper, like Cantwell and Lammers play wide and let Danilo and Dessers be the two strikers. Um, I was completely wrong. Bill just went for the same as he usually goes for, um, because why would you want to be tactically creative? Um, I mean, it, it certainly was working. Um, it, we looked quite good. Um, everyone seemed to have a good start. Um, there was a bit of zip in the passes. We were looking effective in the press. And then we took the foot off the gas, or we just thought, "I ah, will get back to the, we'll get back to that tempo with the forty-five minute mark or the second half." And then we just couldn't get, couldn't get back up to the that high tempo. And obviously they get the penalty and they score, and obviously the the game turns in its head. So I was a, uh, I hate to say I'd seen this story play out before with a, a narrow narrow result heading away in Europe. So. I'm, I'm sure I wasn't a happy chappy, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, the first twenty minutes there was actually some brilliant football in that in that time. We looked to we looked the way we wanted to put them them to play, pressing, getting the ball back early, and some of the the passing linking linking passing was absolutely brilliant. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Six minutes gone, Dave. Cantwell chases actually a, a, a lost cause and manages to get his body in front of the, the servette player who pulls him down. I think we can say that. I think we can even tell Mr Sutton this was a, a definite penalty, a stonewaller. Eh? Yeah, but I no doubt they'll find something wrong with it, but that's just that's their reason for living, I, th I suspect. But and yeah, penalty to Rangers, you know, who would have thought it? Uh, and dispatched, and, and we're off to a flyer, and uh, you know, here we go. And then, and then the second one turns up shortly after that. And you, I mean, I'm at that point, I'm thinking, you know, four, five, maybe. So, but it didn't quite work out that way. Sometimes, you know, the, the opposition always get a vote, so we mustn't be uh, too hard. I thought they were a, 
I don't think they were the best team who have ever come to Ibrox in a European tie. But they, they worked hard and, you know, they went down to 10 men. I think they just they worked even harder. I, I think, you know, we, by that point, I think, you know, you know, as Shona says, after the first half hour, I think we thought it would, we, it would happen for us rather than, you know, concentrating on making it happen. We thought, you know, that we uh, it was just a matter of time before we uh, we popped another couple in, but it, it never quite came to that. Obviously, the, their keeper had a couple of decent saves, but uh, <clears throat> I was hoping that we would, uh, I, again, you know, the, the, the first 30 minutes, if we can reproduce that for, you know, three 30 minutes is, then, you know, we'll be in a far better place. It was just uh, the intensity. And as, again, as Shona said, the, the passes just started to go astray. I don't know what happened there. We just kind of lost our compass or whatever. You know, they just putting them out of play. They were five yards too far in front, too hard. Just time and time again, we just, we were conceding possession. So, however, we it was a victory and we've got Levy in Saturday, Another competitive game under our belts. I think we could go to uh, Switzerland with, with a, a bit of confidence, to be honest. Yeah, well, we did have sixty-eight percent possession, so and we had quite a lot—six hundred and fourteen passes, I think it was. Uh, and, and I think there was eighty-four percent accuracy in them. So I mean, we didn't—we didn't play that bad, really. It was just uh, over a full game, but um, it, it just seemed to we, we, we lost the knack of breaking their defence down, I think. So, uh, Shona, somebody said there, typical Rangers match, 20 minutes and then give up. That's a bit hard, isn't it? We didn't give up, I don't think. No, not at all. And I actually think as well, we were usually not very good in the first half. I'm surprised that guy said that because usually it takes us about 45 minutes to actually get into a game. So, no, I actually just thought that Todd Campbell, honestly, he's absolutely vital to the tempo of our game. I thought he was absolutely superb yesterday even from that left-hand side. And I think with the amount of chances that we created as well, I think we could be quite confident going into next week. Look, we know that we know that I'm beaten at home, eh, but that doesn't bother me. I think we created enough chances yesterday that we can go over there and score a few goals. So I'm positive in that sense, yes. I think, obviously, we would all love to have had a few more goals yesterday, and we should have. I think the goalkeeper had four or five outstanding saves um as well so and I think that Lammers miss honestly I think that cost us I think that that's when the team kind of stopped and dropped um when the man gets sent off they just wanted to sit back and when teams sit back you know yourself we've had this before at the weekend with Kilmarnock when these teams sit back it's we find it really really hard to break these teams down we need to find another way of trying to break these teams down so look at the end of the day I think um a 2-1 result is probably a, a good result at the end in the end of the day so um, but obviously we wanted more. But as I said, I think we'll be uh, quite confident going into next week. I think uh, look, we're going to have a fully fit squad. These guys are just obviously gelling. I thought the guys that came on, I thought Danilo and Dessers, Lammers and Campbell, I thought they were really, really good at times. It was just a slack passing for me. There was quite a lot, sl- lot of slack passing from midfield into attack. Um, but it was good to see that Tavernier and Borna Barisic, I thought they were really, really good in the game. I think Tav was second to Cantwell in the most successful most successful passes in the game. So like that's a positive to take from that because I think the wing backs have had a bit of a hard time over the last couple of games in pre season. So and Barisic obviously got an assist. Uh, so look, I thought Barisic some of the balls that Barisic was putting in yesterday were absolutely a T. Um but look we'll have to wait and see what happens next week. But look I'm quite confident about it all. It's just a shame that 
when they went down to 10 men that we just could not find the answer to get that second or third goal. Because I think, look, we could have buried that tie yesterday. Absolutely have buried that tie if we got that other couple of goals. But look, we'll roll into next week. Look what happened last year. We were 2-0 down against that Union St. Calais, whatever it is. So, look, we can do it. I'm absolutely confident we can do it. But um, the only thing I would say about Bill's set-up yesterday, I feel as if, I don't know why, obviously, in the second half, we come on to the substitutions. I don't know why we didn't even have a striker when we were looking for another goal. But I seem to think there is still a bit of a gap between, obviously, the midfield and attack, especially when you've got Raskin and, and Jack sitting quite deep. And then you've got your attackers. I still think that Sifuentes, when he came on, he made a bit of a difference. So, look, all these things will come into place. But, look, that first, the tempo in the first 30 minutes was good enough for me to see that we can go out and absolutely scale them next week. So, fingers crossed we do so. Yeah, I'm going to go back to Davey for a minute, Andrew. I'll come on to you in a second. Um, I remember a, 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 another Dutchman, Davey, that missed a sitter against Celtic when forcing. And after that, he hardly kicked a ball for Rangers again. Could that happen to, to Lammers after what that missed last night? Uh, I hope not. Yeah, aye. Maybe it's Dutchman and absolute, uh, you know, open goals. I, I, I thought... I was actually hoping it was offside to kind of save his embarrassment, but uh, it wasn't. It was, it was a bit of a glaring error. I think if that was in at 3-0, I think we would absolutely crush them. Uh, but it didn't. And then, you know, at the end of the first half, they get the penalty. It changes the whole game. changes the whole team talk at half-time, doesn't it? You know, when you're, it's now 2-1. Uh, we didn't really see the benefit of any kind of team talk, I would say. I think things uh, didn't improve much in the second half, but no, I'm Sam Lammers is a, is a good player. I think he's got excellent technical ability. Uh, I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll score plenty of goals for Rangers. I mean, he could have added to that in the second half again. It was a good save by the keeper. But the, the danger here is, though, you know, it's one of the, the failings of last season was that we created chances and we just didn't convert them. So... I think we will get that. It's improving, and I think it will continue to improve. So I'm I'm going to cling on to that, if you don't mind. Okay, Andrew. I think you've even got to agree with me when Cantwell came into the team last night. He should never ever be dropped for Lundstrom again. Surely, surely even the the most best Lundstrom fans would agree that Cantwell should never be putting this the sideline for him again. I mean, I think that Todd during pre-season didn't exactly have a superb run of form. But you can definitely see that Lundstrom definitely had a worse run of form. Um, I think there must have been something going on with Cantwell because Bill was quite kind of alluding to something going on in the background um, during kind of pre-season. Um, I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm sure the Rangers will not come out with it if it's related to his personal life or... If it's an injury, though, it's, it's obviously recovered now, so there's no point in bringing it up. Um, I thought he was back to his best last night, um, especially in that open the opening stages of the game. Back to the kind of firecracker he is, charging down opposition in the, the high press. Um, I think he just adds something completely different that we've not seen. Well, obviously, when we signed him, we've seen it at the end of the last season. I think we're continuing to see the the magnificence he brings. He's, he's so confident in himself on the ball, which is a positive because of the kind of rumours and speculation about he's, he's, um, he's 
how he felt about himself at Norwich. I think it was a lot of confidence issue with the manager and that kind of faded into his personal life. So I'm happy that he's back to his his confident self. He's, he's he certainly loves to put in a shift for the jersey. Um, well, seems to love the fans. I I think he's going to be someone that we need to cherish whilst he's here. I think he's still young enough to the point where if he has another good season here, a nice deep maybe Europa League run, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but English Prem teams will certainly be keeping an eye on. Uh, so it's someone that had a really bright future a few years ago. Yeah, and Tavernier, I'll keep staying with you, Andrew. Tavernier, what a, a phenomenon taking penalties. I, I have to say, I'm, I was more uh, happy and proud of the uh, his opposite uh, wing-back as someone that uh, was very happy and to back Bond up in our group chat during the week. I feel I've been vindicated. Um, I love Bond. I think he had a, another... It goes down as another good game in my eyes. Um, Tav on penalties, to quote David Martindale, Tav does what Tav does, you know. He does fuck all else, but he scores penalties, so... Yeah, sure. I'll take it. <laughs> um, Damien, the, the Dessers goal, it was made up, obviously, first goal for Rangers. Brilliant move to, to, to get the, the opening for it. John Souter was the, the man responsible for that, stemming out of defence, taking a, a charge past a couple of them and, uh, you know, taking that risk uh, and doing something that perhaps they didn't expect to happen. Borna made himself available on the left, as he was doing repeatedly, as Andrew said. Uh, pings the ball across and Danilo makes a chance though doesn't quite connect and I think uh, Sam Lammers would have scored that one at the back post. Oh, I'm not, not going to go as far as that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay. I, I would have scored that one. So but, at that point, you know, we're 2-0 up. Uh, yeah, sweetness and light, everything's going to plan. So, yeah, it was, a, it was an excellent piece of football, but I think uh, all credit to John Souter for just uh, striding out, making commit a couple. We burst a pace to get past the first guy, and then he's got them uh, on their heels uh, and, and manages to swing the ball out to Borna, who delivered, and it's a goal. You know, And that's the difference. It was just that wee bit of quality for Souter to just to, to uh, do the unexpected. In, in just terms of a uh, breaking forward, you know, you know, no slide roll pass to uh, to Borna for then Borna to ping it forward. He uh, when he burst forward, but the man who would have been marking Borna then had to step in and, and commit to stopping John Suter and gave him the space. So, and that's what's required. You know, we go uh, and 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 be creative. You know, just as, as and that's the difference that Todd Cantwell brings because he will be creative. He will do something that's. Uh, that the opposition haven't predicted. So, if you can manage to do that, you're halfway there. Yeah, you sort of touched on it, Shona. Um, Daniel, I thought, I, I thought some his, his play was, was good. Uh, it, what he does, I think, that Dessers possibly doesn't, is that he, he, he goes back and tracks back. And all, then the centre-halves have got a choice. Do we stay with him or do we let him go? And I think he got a lot of room and made room for other players. And certainly at the goal, Dessers' goal, it was him going in and the keeper and the the, the defender that, that caused the, the disruption for the goal. What did you think of his overall play? Yeah, I think that's why he's in the team, because he can play with his left foot and his right foot. So I think a lot of these defenders don't actually know what foot he's going to go on to. They, 
like I think that's a great trait for him. The same with the like as I said with with the DVP talking about Sir. I think the reason why Sir is in the team is because his best trait is actually going forward with the ball. Um, I think that's why he's in the team and that's why he's playing on the left hand side of the uh, of defence because I think Bill wants these guys to be cut, be able to come forward and through into midfield and do a wee bit of pressing that way. But I thought Danilo had a really good game. I thought some of his touches were really nice. And like I said, I think this is what Bill wants. Bill wants these type of players like Lammers, like Cantwell and like Danilo to be able to come off both feet, be able to use those kind of positions where they're kind of rolling in between very, very much, um, like I said, like in, in the previous pods. He wants these guys who are very versatile, do you know what I mean? Very hybrid players that can play in all these different number of positions, move in between the defence. So basically the defence don't even know where they're going to be, what foot they're going to go on, where they're going to turn. And I think as well, when you saw that with Danilo playing just slightly behind the behind Dessers, that really worked really well, I thought. Because um, I originally thought, like Andrew said, he was going to go with two up front. You can see during the game that um, Daniel was just playing right behind Dessers, and that obviously was given a bit of uh, an issue for the defence. Um, until he obviously they went down to 10 men and they just played the low block and slowed the tempo right down, which obviously didn't help us. But I thought um, some of his touches and obviously his tracking back really, really helped. Um, and it just shows you now as well that we've been having this question over the last couple of weeks with obviously during pre-season the Lammers and Cantwell can they play in that position together or is Cantwell as I said not been able to get into attack because Lammers is now playing the number 10 I thought yesterday they all all the front guys were able to interlink with each other yesterday as well that first 30 minutes I was really really impressed with it um, especially this is the first time that we've actually seen all them together I thought look it's going to come it will come it's just it's very very early that we're seeing this. So we've got to give these guys time. I've seen a lot of guys on Twitter and whatnot already hammering the guys. Look, at, these guys are playing pretty much their first first 90 minutes or first game together. And I thought the link-up play was really, really good. I thought some of our touches yesterday was absolutely brilliant. And if it wasn't for that goalkeeper, we could have been 5 or 6 nil up, couldn't we? Um, and, well, I don't know what else we could have asked for because the guys were getting the, the shots on target. And that was the frustrating thing last year was they were getting the balls in the box, but nobody was actually getting the, the shots on target. They were going wide, they were going over the bar. So at least this time, I think, look, we can see that the conversion rate last year was not great. I thought yesterday we can actually see a difference in what Bill's trying to do. It's just going to take time. And unfortunately, we don't have time. We don't have the patience for it. Um, you know what it's like being a Rangers fan. We were quick to jump onto these things. But look, I thought Danilo and Desters, I thought Danilo especially, with that left and right foot, it's causing defenders nightmares, and that's what I want to see. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's uh, I, I, I hope so. I, I don't think we've seen it all yet. In, in twenty minutes, it's certainly not enough. They've got to show over a full game. But I, I think uh, I think you're right. I think that yesterday showed that there could be something there, Andrew. The all of a sudden, in the middle circle, Danilo had a, Danilo had a fight with uh, with another player for the ball. Uh, they all thought it was a foul for for Danilo. Danilo. Um, then all of a sudden, the referee sort of stops and he starts holding his ear. And then all of a sudden, he gets pulled to the side from the the far camera, and there's a, a penalty given. Now. At home, we could see that. We could see, watching the television, we could see that they were going to far and uh, exactly the, 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 the photos of what was happening, the film of what was happening. So we knew it was a penalty. 
that must have been that must have been horrible for the supporters in the in the ground, not having a clue what was going on. Ah, yeah, well, I agree with you there because I was I was in the I was at Ibrox last night and uh, I kind of had a rough idea they were going to VAR and but I, I, I missed I missed the infringement so to speak I missed the handball um, I didn't see it live but I'm I'm up next to the away fans and right as far so I wouldn't have seen, I didn't have my glasses on here which didn't help but uh, I didn't see the the ball come off his hand you we know kind of when uh, there's that kind of uh, at pause, and there doesn't seem to be anyone trying to take the quick free kicks or setting up. Something's going on in the referee's ear. Um, I was, I did think that at the time. I thought it would useful. You usually get, especially in in the league, you get the graphics up on the screens, bar check for such and such, uh, the potential goal, potential handball, potential red card, whatever. Uh, none, none of that whatsoever last night, which was a bit confusing. Um, as I said, I didn't see the handball, but I, I did think, well. It'll probably be from the that free kick uh, because there wouldn't have been anything else. I didn't see any kind of potential red cards or it wouldn't have been a potential goal. So there must have been handball. It wasn't anything close to the goal line, so it wouldn't have been that. So it just was unfortunate. It was uh, it was a penalty, but I mean we would have been asking for the penalty if it was a Rangers free kick into the box that their one of their players comes off their arm. Um, so I mean. It's it's, a, it's an annoyance because you think well the referee didn't see it but we wanted VAR and it's come into play and they're, they're doing their job. I know we might have an argument or two about what the ruling is and why it seems to change all the time, but they they went with their their interpretation of the rule. So kudos for them to stand by their their uh, their uh, their rules that they think. So I mean, as I said, if it was for a Rangers penalty, I'd be happy about it. Yeah, well, I definitely think it was a penalty, I'm afraid, because uh, there was a good distance between Barisic and uh, and Dessers. And plus the fact when the, when Barisic headed the ball, uh, Dessers' hand was actually down, round about his side, and he put his hand up actually after the ball was headed. So I, I definitely think it was a penalty. David, in rugby, if they go too far, the referee... Explains everything you see it on the on the big screens. The referee sees it, uh, says what's wrong, what's happening. All the fans know what's going on. Could football do that, or or would would referees get hung if they give a, a sort of a dodgy decision? Well, what I didn't see the instant uh, from the club deck. I didn't completely oblivious, you know, the, the game continued, but then you could see that the referee was obviously, that someone was speaking into his ear, you know, as, as they, he puts his hand to his ear, you know, as, as if it's to tell us all, they're speaking to me. As soon as that happens, you know that the last incident, you know, in, in our penalty box, we have enough experience of our to know that this isn't going to end well. And then as soon as he goes to the touchline, you know it's a penalty to them. Well, in most instances, it's, you'd be very surprised if he, he had come back on the pitch and said, you know, you know it's a free kick, you know, in, in, their, in their half, you know, so we knew, and that was it. We pretty much accepted it at that point that, you know, when the, the ref comes back on the pitch, he's pointing to the penalty spot. As soon as he goes off the pitch, we know what's happening. But the, as, as Andrew says, there was nothing on the screens. Normally the screens at Ibrox will tell you that it's a VAR check potential penalty or something, you know. But but 
we've pretty much worked that out for ourselves now because we've we've seen it uh, enough to know that as soon as the the referee stopped the game and then was referred to the the screen at the side of the pitch, they're getting a penalty. No one was surprised. So, and you know, if if it's a penalty, VAR will work in favour of Rangers because you know we're in the opposition box far more than their box. So, I think it's if it helps get the, the, the correct decision at the end of the day, then 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 it's a good thing. You know, I've got no complaints. If we've infringed the rules, then we uh, take the, you know, the Corinthian spirit is that, you know, that we should we should actually let the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper should step out of the way and let them score. You know, that we don't, we don't actually take it quite that far, but no, if, if it's a penalty, it's a penalty. That's, that's, them's the rules, as they say. We done that last year, didn't we? Let, let a team score, uh, run up and score a goal from the from the centre. Uh, then we we went to the penalty, and Jack Butland gets to the the penalty spot, and he stands there like a statue. The player comes up to him. Uh, I've got the guy's name somewhere. Uh, Chris Bidia comes up yeah, to him. Yeah. And he puts his head against Jack Butland and then he flicks his head. Should that have been a red card? Yeah. Should Butland, should, should, should Butland have fell like a ton of bricks? Well, <laughs> do, do you really want Rangers players to behave that way? You know, and you know, well, clearly the, the, the contact wasn't substantial, but there was contact. So does, does the referee require Jack Butland to throw himself to the ground holding his face? When all he's done is you know smudged his makeup, but you know the, the intent was there, and and that is the the ordering of offence. You know it's, it's it's violence and and intended, so he doesn't actually have to connect, but he did connect. So yeah, if you're going to be uh, applying the rules consistently, then you know that should be violent conduct. So it would have been, but I think if if Jack Butland, you know. Throws himself to the ground, holding his face. He gets a bigger reaction from the crowd. The referee is then kind of put on the spot, and then he's you, you put the referee in the place to make a decision, whereas he just didn't respond to it. So, do they really want to resort to those lengths? You know, to, that we uh, encourage people to hold their face and throw themselves to the ground. I mean, surely not. Yeah, well, other teams do do it to us, but I don't know. I, I, I would, I would be for that. Uh, I, I seem, I remember a, an incident that with Barry Ferguson in in the in the days that we were playing in Spain somewhere, and the player put his hand down to help Barry Ferguson up. And when Barry Ferguson was halfway up, the player dived down <laughs> as if Barry Ferguson had had, had, had punched him. But uh, luckily, the referee saw it and uh, he, he booked the, the guy instead of uh, sending Barry Ferguson off. It's worked um, before. Yeah. If you remember the, the Kyle Lafferty and Charlie Mulgrew incident um, when Charlie Wales away and was at Aberdeen. Um, a moment that, that I'm sure Kyle Lafferty um, regrets in his, his professional career, along with a few other things, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> um, see, to be perfectly honest, I mean... I can understand the penalty taker being pissed off with Butland getting in the way of his run-up procedure or placing the ball, but Butland's well within his right to do it. I mean, we've seen we've seen that FIFA and that the, the football regulations bodies, you know, they've been starting to kind of crack down on goalkeepers trying to get in penalty takers' heads, but that's after the ball's placed. 
I mean, I, I know it's pretty much enforced because of uh, Emi Martinez's performances, uh, theatrics, shall we say, in the World Cup. But if the best, one of the best goalkeepers in the world is is doing it, then by all means, I'm happy for Jack Jack to implement it into his game. I yeah, think, he is. What I was going to say is, do not really, really frustrates me. Is this is the point why we've got VAR? We should not have to be dramatic when it comes to these things. This is the whole point. This is why it does my tits in. I'm sorry, but it really does my tits in because look at the obviously their their penalty. Do you know what I mean? Like, not not one of their players actually wanted that. Well, called for that penalty. Not one of their players called for that penalty. And it was like two minutes after that before we went to a VAR check. And then we're talking about how we've got to be over dramatic to get something like that. That's the whole reason why VR is in place. And to be honest with you, I thought the ref had an absolute shocker yesterday. He was dishing out yellow cards for anything on that pitch. Do you know what I mean? I was surprised it wasn't four or five red cards in that game, the way the ref was going. So this is the whole point in having VR. And as um, you're going back to David T, you're talking about the the, the, race get, the refs getting mic'd up. As far as I'm aware, this is going to be something that's going to be happening in the Premier League this season. So I think we should be implementing it up here, but probably up here we don't actually have the money for it. So that's another debate for another day. But look, honestly, that it really does my nut in because this is the whole point of having VR in the first place. Um, and as you say, look, Butlin's within his rights, do you know what I mean? To have a bit, to obviously play along with the, the, the game and, and obviously have a wee, wee bit of a wind-up. But he doesn't deserve to have a, a, a his head stuck in, uh, or should I say something, head button. So... Like, this is the whole reason why we've got VR. So, look, at the end of the day, I think um, I think it's down to the VR guys to look at that. Do you know what I mean? I don't think Butland should be over dramatic. This is the whole point why we've got it in our game. But, as I said, it's obviously not working at the, its full potential because, as I said, I think that guy should at least have got a yellow card or maybe sent off for that. Yeah, well, I, 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 don't, I don't really think it was a red card, worth a red card, really. I, I, I don't think it was enough contact uh, for that, but I suppose it depends on how much contact you think there should be. David, this this uh, what what I've got up the comment I've got up on the board. Uh, I actually was going to add this in my questions, uh, but I thought I'll leave it up just now. Butland, I thought really was terrible at the penalty. Uh, I brought it up with Colin this morning as well on the the, the private pod, and. Uh, he was actually nearly in, in the, the right-hand side of the goal when the guy took the kick. All the guy had to do was wait and he could tap it in the net. I just I just don't know, but what, what did you think? Yeah, I, I noticed when the, the chaps I was speaking to after the game last night, who were both in the Copeland rear, uh, actually criticised Botland when, on the penalty for going far too early. To be honest, I didn't notice it at the time. Uh, but you know, I think Jack had clearly made up his mind. He'd chosen his side to go to, uh, and I think he was probably just a fraction early in doing it because. And, and the danger of doing that is that if that guy puts it past the post, it's a, the penalty's retaken. So it's it's almost like a double whammy in, in going early. So I think the keepers will, uh, and, and Jack Butlin included, will have to kind of rethink their strategy and. And choosing, you know, just having a guess left or right and uh, throw yourself. Obviously, they want to get as far off their line and narrow the angle as possible. But the danger with doing that is that if the, the penalty taker duly obliges and, and hits it to the side that they've guessed and they save it, then it's going to be retaken because they'll be off the line. So there's uh, maybe Jack needs to have rethink his, 
his penalties, his penalty routine. You know, so you know if if he's going to stand on the spot and stop the guy from taking it, and he challenges him, then and, and as much as brushes against him, throw yourself to the ground, Jack. Writhe about, you know, feign it. Everyone else does it. Maybe we should just join them, or maybe we're better than that. Remember that keeper did it when Ruth uh, was in one-on-one in Europe? I don't think Ruth's foot made a contact with his head at all. I think their keeper was uh, the old WWE trick, the old blade in the, the goalie glove and cut himself in the head. I mean, yeah. I think Ruth never made any contact with that lad. Um, one of the, the yeah. major conspiracies in world football these days. The ridiculous yeah, lengths they'll go to. I just, I just think, even I mean, he made himself really big at the penalty spot, as if I'm in your face, and then he got back to the the, the goal line, and he seemed to make himself really small. Now I think a keeper should be up, and it should be actually terrifying the guy that's uh, that, that's taking the penalty kick. That look, there's no matter in the goal you can you can aim at, but it it seemed to make himself really shiver up, and then he moved away to the right. It was it was halfway. Before the kick was taken, he was halfway to the right hand post. I just, I just didn't understand it. But uh, anyway, well, uh, he, he's he's been a good keeper up till now. Anyway, he's done a header. He saved us in quite a good few shots. Um, then we get to the second half, Andrew, and just about an hour gone. They get a player yellow card, second red. We're on easy street, eh? I mean, uh. At the time, I thought it was a, a poor challenge. I, again, because I'd forgot my glasses like the genius I am, I thought it was a stamp. But, um, and I thought, well, he's got to be off at least for the second yellow. Um, but looking back at it, I was vindicated again. I was still a second yellow. I don't think, I think James McFadden's just a numpty. Not much in it. Well, James, how about I, I meet you doing the local football pitch and I boot you in the cafe as hard as I can and see how, you, how you're, you're feeling after it. Um, it was just, I mean, it's as blatant a second yellow as you can you can think of. Um, I mean, it, it's the referee had a bit of a shocker, I think, especially for Cantwell's yellow himself. I think, I think it's it's a fifty fifty, and the man's not committing, and he's got himself mm-hmm. hurt. But Cantwell's got the ball in the process. So, in my opinion, that, that was, there was no a foul there. Never mind a yellow card. Don't think the ref had had the best night at all. Um, I mean. We're used to Scottish refs, so I'm, I can't I can't say that it was any worse than what we usually get. Yeah, well, um, that's uh, uh, I've sort of I've put myself off now. Um, yeah, we we, we just thought at that moment we, we 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 were on easy street, and no, it's going to end up about five, six, seven. Uh, <laughs> we were counting and counting. I, I was running out of fingers to count and count the amount of goals we were going to score. All of a sudden, it just didn't happen. They went back into their shell, and we couldn't break through. Shona, what do you think? Yeah, it was quite disappointing. That's what, exactly what I thought. I thought, here we go, we're going to kick on, we're going to score another couple of goals, and it just wasn't meant to be. And we weren't really creating that many chances. Don't get me wrong, I know the goalkeeper made a few good cracking saves, but it seems to be, I keep seeing this every single time, when we get up against a team and their defence, they put 11 men behind the ball, we find it really, really difficult. It seems to be we go with plan A, and we don't really have a plan B when it happens when people go down to 10 men. So um, look, that's something that Bill definitely needs to work on. Uh, I was really, really surprised about some of his substitutions yesterday. 
don't get me wrong, I thought Sofiorentis did really well, but take both your strikers off when you're trying to chase a goal and bring on Scott Wright and Hadji. Don't know what Bill was playing at, to be honest. So these are some questions. Like, and same again, 60 minutes and he makes a substitution. Did we actually need to bring Danilo off in the 62nd minute when he was having a great game? I don't think so. So Because I think he would have created a few opportunities for us. So I'm sure we'll go on to that. But look, I think it was just really disappointing that we just never managed to to bury that game last night. But as I say, as we got the win, and that's the positives that we can take out of that, that we at least we're 2-1 up and not 2-0 down from last year. So, And uh, I'm sure we've got more to talk about because uh, I've just seen that Malik Tillman has obviously gone to PSV. So hopefully that will come back to point us if uh, we get through. So, But no, um, I think um, some of the substitutions yesterday were a wee bit strange from my point of view. I don't know what the other guys thought, but... Yeah, it was a very, very tough 45 minutes. Even I think the crowd as well. When I was watching it on the TV, I thought the crowd as well were already... Sorry, my washing machine's going on in the background. I'll need to turn that off. But uh, no, I thought the crowd as well were a wee bit subdued and a wee bit frustrated. So, um, but yeah, uh, as I said, I think uh, we could have done a lot better in that second half. Anyway, I'm going to go turn the washing machine off. No, that... That's the first time I've ever had a washing machine on the show, Dave. <laughs> some some people might think it's actually better than me. <laughs> so that's, but, it certainly makes more sense than you do. Just put the washing machine back yeah. on the show now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I can't wait for this artificial intelligence, Dave. I can't wait for this. The <laughs> phone go off during the pod because then it's yeah. a correct replacement. <laughs> anyway, Dave. Substitutions, I had this, I had this down on, on the paper. Uh, Dessers has been saying the last couple of the, the, after Saturday, and then he said, he repeated it again last night, that he's playing with an injury. He was injured and he's just getting back to fitness now. And maybe we could have kept the two of them on. But for me, if, if there's one that should have been, Daniel Danilo, is, uh, he's been playing for fine or he's fully fit. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, was, yeah. if, if, if Dessers is not fit, should we not take off Dessers and, and put the new the new up front? Uh, you would have thought so, David. You would have thought so because uh, when they went down and I, and I deliberately looked at the clock, so it's sixty minutes. I said we've got half an hour plus whatever stoppage time there'll be to uh, score a couple of goals here, kill this tie stone dead, and I I would have thought you know obviously Michael Beale is a football professional, and I'm no, but I would have thought it would not have been a bad thing for Michael Beale to signal his intention by making substitutions at this point. They've just gone down to 10 men, change it, put the subs on, and saying, we are not going to have a go at you. I, I would have signaled that to, to, to Servette and said, you know, so whoever, if Dessers is un, you know, not going to last him, he's... If he's not fully fit and you know he's just recovering from injury, he would have been the guy to pull off. We're going to run this mob ragged and signal that by, by making the necessary substitutions at that point. He did make a couple of substitutions, but see in eight, eight minutes when Michael Beale then elects to put on another couple of subs, he he got a mouthful from me from the club deck. Obviously, I'm shouting at the back of his head from about 100 yards. But what is the point in, in 88 minutes... You know, when you know we've been playing against ten men since from sixty minutes, I just seem like that. I, I don't know what I'm doing in terms of football, but it's becoming a, a wee concern for me that Michael Beale may not know what he's doing because that for me, I had I had a rant post match on on that. You know, in terms of uh, when I went back to uh, the club and 
So what is Michael Beale thinking of that in, in making substitution the eighth minute when we've been playing it? We're now down to 10 men. They have to reshuffle. We should reshuffle. Send out our intention. This is going to be the Alamo for the last 30 minutes, guys. And we didn't do it. And we, we, we seemed too pedestrian, too many misplaced passes. Civilentes come on and, and did look a player, by the way, because uh, the, the, I think in three 50-50 challenges, he won the ball each time. Two passes to James Tavernier, and he's now doing what what uh, the mistake that Raskin made when Raskin arrived. He now passes the ball five yards in front of James Tavernier, in the belief that James Tavernier is actually going to go forward and collect the ball. In both instances, the ball went out the park, and I'm thinking that boy will learn. Sifientes, the next time he passes to James Tavernier, will pass it to his feet, because that's what what James Tavernier wants him to do. He doesn't want to, you know, get the ball in front of him and, and drive forward. And Todd Cantwell made this mistake as well. And 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 Sifuentes will go exactly the same way. He will no longer pass five yards in front of James Tavernier. It'll be to his feet. And I was thinking, you know, I think Sifuentes should become, you know, he shouldn't become like Tavernier. Tavernier should become like Sifuentes and, and anticipate that the ball is going to be played in front of me and I'll be moving to the ball as he passes it. So we bit disappointed, and and I think the the feeling at the end of the, the game was was just one of just a bit frustrated that they were there for the taking. We had that mob. We were our boot was on their throat, and we let them off the hook. So I just hope it doesn't come back to bite us next week. I, I'm sure it won't. They're, they're, I didn't see too much from them to think. Obviously, they may have a few players returning, but uh, I think we will. Our team will be in a better place. You know, uh, you know, having a, a, another ninety minutes on Saturday. So, if we uh, see if this goes pear shaped, I think Michael Beale will, will will feel it. I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong. See, I actually put this question to Colin this morning on the Daily News uh, about the, the substitutes in the eighty seventh minute. It was, but he quite agreed with it because he said the games now are, there's about eight or nine minutes injury time going to be in the, in the future. And he was quite agreeing that players, it was okay to put him on so late. I, I find it crazy. I, I don't think a player can can make any difference at that stage of the game, the, the couple of minutes that, that, he, that he is on. Um, Andrew, I know you're good at counting. You're, you're a young guy. and uh, Did, <laughs> did, did you count how many, how many times Seema touched the ball after he came on? Well, well I, hate to, I hate to be... The, the odd one out. I was, I was happy with some of the personnel we brought on. I have to, I can't agree with the timing, but I was happy with the personnel. I thought, maybe, maybe not exactly for the taking off the two strikers, but I thought bringing, bringing on, Haji and Sifuentes was was good. I wanted, because you're getting, you're still having two central midfielders, but it's different from a Jack and Jack and Raskin, with a two more defensive mid central midfielders, whereas. Hadji wants to get forward. Sifuentes can get forward and also come back. So that's a change of change of personnel and a change of a change of uh, attacking output. Where you're you're not really changing the formation. I thought it suited Hadji perfectly having having the kind of team back back in their own box, trying to pick out you know pick apart the defense where he's passing because he, as I say, he's, he's IQ on on the ball and he's 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 eye for a pass is superb. I wasn't I wasn't too upset with that kind of sub. Seema again, I mean, it's uh, 
He's becoming the Sakala. I don't really know what to expect from him anytime he's on, on the ball. I mean, I, I thought he was not brilliant in pre-season, but I thought he was... It, it goes from being, oh, he's as good as a man shot to being one of the only few that seems to want the ball and attack and get forward and try and use his pace and get in behind. Um, I think there's a player in there. I think, we're, again, as we said, we're being a wee bit too quick to judge, but obviously at Rangers you kind of have to be. I think people would say that the, the one the one signing that Brighton makes and we managed to get the one that's a dud. Um, I don't. I, I think we're being quite harsh. Um, same with that. Same with all the guys. I mean, I, th- I still think that Dessers will be come good. I think Lammers had not not a brilliant last few games, but I still think there's, there's a really talented player in there. Um, Danilo. I, the more I see of him, the more I'm 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 impressed with him. I was expecting him to get more game time, as as you said, David. Uh, David T. He'd been playing all preseason with Feyenoord, and he'd been been really brilliant for them um, before the move. So. I was expecting him to get more game time. I mean, I don't know. I'd hope it wasn't the case. I'm really hoping it wasn't a case of, um, oh, the game is 2-1 and they're down to 10 men, so we'll get guys a run out and try and get some more minutes in their legs. Um, I was hoping that wouldn't be the case, but it seemed more like it was that as we, as we went into the later stages. Um, I mean, the, the the mystery of Scott Wright coming on again, uh as I said, the last the last pod podcast was Scott Wright goes to Turkey for a transfer and comes back with a haircut. Uh, I think that that sums up him perfectly. And this comes from one of his biggest supporters. I, I, as I still think there's a player in there with Scott Wright. Um, so I was happy to see him come on. Um, but I mean, I think it was just get some more minutes in the legs, lads, um, because we didn't look like we were really. I don't want to say we weren't pushing for another goal, but it didn't really look like we were. Oh, sorry, I, I was I was waiting for you to go on. <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, tell me to shut up. Just tell me to shut up and I'll... I'll, I'll <laughs> no, I didn't realise you were still. Um, so, listen, we go on Saturday, uh, Livingston. Back to the 10-man defence. We've got to... It's a must-win. Well, every game is a must-win now, surely. Shona, I'll let you come. Yeah, you get that. Well, I'm look, I'm looking forward to Saturday. I think uh, that we have to win this game. I think if Bill gets if something happens in this game, I think the pressure's on Bill. To be honest, like I think uh, that would be two games in a row, and we can't go further behind Celtic. Look, we've got we have to win that old firm game that's coming up as well. So, look, I think um, Livy will give us a good test to see what team obviously plays against our bed midweek. Um, but look, I'm I'm looking forward to it. But it's a home game. You're expected to win a home game, and I think obviously Livy will. As you said, we'll play with 11 men behind the ball. So, look, it's going to be tough. We're going to have to come up with a plan B. I think we are going to have to come up with a plan B. So, I'm hoping Bill's got something up his sleeve for Saturday. But as a home game, I'm sure the fans will get right behind it. So, roll on Saturday. But, look, if we drop any more points, I'm honestly going to hit the roof. I will hit the roof. Um, and that's another one. Whereas came our roof? Hopefully, he'll get a wee game at the weekend. But, yeah, look, um, we have to win. We I'm have to get points. I think we have to get three points and we have to get a clean sheet at the weekend as well so I think that would give a lot of the team a lot of confidence if we can get maybe three or four goals going into the survey game midweek so I'd expect the same team that played mid um, yesterday, yesterday last night I expect that same team to play against Livingston this week 
Um, maybe you might see like obviously I know that Ruth is not in the the European uh, the Champions League squad, so you might see him come in. But this whole thing about Bale playing putting substitutions on in the 60th minute it gets becoming a really bit boring for me because the tempo we seem to slow down as soon as we bring on these substitutions the tempo slows down. And that's what's really, really frustrating for a lot of us. We're only getting 60 minutes out of these players instead of 90 minutes. So one Saturday, I went to see a 90-minute um, or 90-minute-plus now showing of the of the players, and I went to see at least two or three goals. And hopefully the likes of Dessers and Daniel and maybe Lammers get on the score sheet and that will their confidence up going into the midweek game. But, uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward because, you know, what Livy are quite good defensively and they know exactly, like, like David Martindale said last year, he knew exactly the game plan that um, Michael Beale was going to come into the game. He says, right, Rangers put in a lot of crosses. We'll nullify that those crosses. And sure, and sure did. And we didn't have another 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 option. So I'm hoping to see uh, Daniel and Dessers give their defence absolute nightmares that we can and we see something different. Yeah, that's the that's you you took the words actually right out of my mouth that I was going to ask David about David Martindale saying saying that. Because last year we were just the same as the same as ball out to Borna, ball out to Tav, crossing it into the middle, and the the, the Livingston centre halves headed it away. Um, it, he's already said he's going to make a couple of changes. As, as he said, he said he would freshen the team up. I uh, think Lawrence is, is coming back uh, quite soon, and I think uh, Roof is fit to play now. Would you think about bringing in any of them, Dave? Well, I'm intrigued with the, the comment freshen the team up. They've, they've played two competitive matches. I mean, have they gone stale or, or, or are they just pish? <laughs> so, I mean, I'd, obviously he has to find a way. He, he needs this to... Because we know exactly what's uh, coming up on Saturday. I mean, as Sean has just predicted, it's going to be the... It's going to be a Livy ball. So, we know exactly what we're getting and we just need to be creative as we need to be to make sure that we pop in a few goals. I think if we uh, score a couple like we did uh, last night and, and get early doors, Livingston uh, game plan has to change. Whereas if they're only it's only one, they they, they will just religiously stick to it. They, the last time I last year it was three central defenders they had, who I think probably won about twenty headers each, and and just knocking the ball away. And it was a. Uh, it wasn't pretty, and eventually we just couldn't unlock them. We we need to find a way of unlocking them on Saturday. So, uh, I, if Tom Lawrence is in, it would be it'd be good to see Tom Lawrence back because uh, I think there are goals in Tom Lawrence. But again, we need to make sure that we're uh, we need some level of consistency. We need a core uh, to the team, you know. And I don't mind them tinkering about the edges, but it, I must say it was a strange one to see Scott Wright even with his new hairdo. And that's probably the 14 emails I've sent him about getting a haircut. It's, it's, <laughs> he's eventually caved. <laughs> and, and I don't think he's on his way to Turkey. I think he was sitting in the Turkish barbers, wasn't he? Was it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, at least the trip wasn't totally wasted. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I can't see uh, Scott Wright surviving August at, at Rangers. So, I mean, we're playing a Champions League qualifying tie, and and, and we go to the bench and and right, Scott, get on there and do it for us. I thought that was completely bizarre. But I think the only reason he was on the bench, though, David, is because of the Scottish quota. We're trying to sell the boy, yeah. and we're putting them on the bench, and then we're bringing one as a sub. What's the point? Yeah. 
the boy could get injured. The boy could get injured, and then obviously we wouldn't, we can't sell him. So the only reason I think Scott Wright's there is because of the Scottish voter. It's the only reason. Wow, I, I find that bizarre. To be honest, I really do. So uh, living Saturday, I'm sure we'll uh, put a few goals past them. I think we sh we should have enough to do that. We've got uh, enough creativity, but I think we've got hopefully a lot more than we had last season. But uh, we've we've seen glimpses of that. Uh, I'm hoping we can see it uh, a bit more open on Saturday and 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 Livy Cave, and then we can uh, rat rattle up a score because we've been saying for for some time, you know, that with the amount of possession that we had, the chances we're creating that we should we didn't convert. We've been going week in week out saying someone's going to get a hiding here, you know, and and, and I think we uh, last season threatened a couple, but I think uh, I go with the, the view that you know if, if we can get a couple of early goals against Livingston. They then have to react to that, then we can go to town. I'm hoping that Saturday may be the bursting of that dam. We know a part of uh, living, the way Livingston play is obviously with the 10-men defence, but we know if they get up the field, anything over the halfway line, they, they punt into the box. So any fouls yeah. round about the halfway line, we know what's going to happen. And we also know if they get near the penalty area and it's a throw-in, the ball's going to get put right onto the penalty area, at least if they've still got the same team as uh, the players that they had that could do that. But I, I believe they do. So they'll be throwing the ball onto the penalty area. Andrew, will you be able to keep clean underpants if they get a throw, throw in? I mean, um, I have to say, I'm, I'm quite a big fan of David Martindale. Um, I know he gets a lot of slack from a, well, a lot of the media. I know he got a lot of slack for his comment about if if this season goes wrong, I'll be on a building site. Um, obviously, if they're hinting to his, his previous um, stints in at other clubs such as Berlini um, FC. Uh, but I think he, he's a really solid manager for Scottish football. He knows the game inside out. I think he sets up a team the way that you have to set up teams to, against us and against them. He, he signs he gets he signs in players and he gets the absolute most out of them. I mean, if you would have told me that Jason Holt was a Premiership quality player, I would have told you to get to. But no, nope, he starts him. He gets the most out of him. I mean, a big striker, Josh Noble, he's he's, he's a big lad, um, and it just goes back to front. They got Obalai in the at the back. You know, I think their, their keepers are pretty tidy, pretty tidy asset. Um, and they'll be happy. They've started their season pretty well. You know, they get a point against Aberdeen. Um, and to them, that is that's a, that's a very useful point to have against one of the, the so-called uh, bigger teams in the league. Um, it's going to be a tough job because we know exactly what they were going to do. I mean, we've seen the quotes. I think we'd, we'd spoken about the quote about the we just kind of let them take the ball out wide because we knew what they were going to do next. Um the question is, has have we changed with the times or are we just going to run it back the same same uh, cross balls? Because, I mean, it's all it does is make the, the centre-half CVs look good for them at headers, winning percentage they've got. Um, that Obelai boy loves that loves the aerial battle. Um, so, I have, I, again, I, have, I know we don't like to give too much respect to the opposition, but I think we need to respect that if we don't, we're not at the races, we're going to get shown up again. And that's just not something that we can afford to do. Um, it's probably going to be another three points for them because 
they don't they're not like us, they don't seem to make the mistakes and slip ups, even with a new manager as well. Remember that's uh, it's um gonna be a, a long, long title race, I hope. Um it's not started brilliantly, but we'll hope that we pick it up over the long run. Yeah, well we've certainly got to, to get the three points back against uh, Celtic at, at Ibrox, that's 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 for sure. That's a, I think that's a big must win for 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 Beal. And I think it could be in trouble if uh, if we were to fall more than six or more points behind uh, before that stage. I'll just uh, tell something about with Scott Wright when he went over to Turkey, the, the Turkish manager of that team that, that he went to said that they they were they were quite happy with the money Rangers were to get, but it was Scott Wright's wage demands that they, they couldn't uh, they couldn't get round. So yeah, I found that quite quite funny to be honest with you. Um, the sort of news today was that uh, Leeds United have, have sold a player on uh, for twenty million. Shona Kamara away. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of time now. I think we'll get the money for him, and we've we'll still got the money for Sakala midweek. So I'm expecting, like, I think we've been linked with a few people. Uh, Harry Sutter being one, I think. Uh, I don't know about that one. That was a forty million pound or fifteen million pound deal. So I know that he's been told by Leicester City that he probably won't be playing much this season. So I think that would imagine that would probably be a loan deal if anything. So, um, but yeah, I would imagine that Glenn Kamara is going to be off in the next couple of days. Um, I think you'll see that now that the Premier League's now starting this weekend. So they'll be wanting to get their players in, match fit, and I think they'll obviously want to get a set of rhythm. Uh, whether he plays first-team football, is it Tyler Adams? Is that the one that you're yep. talking about? That's, that's yep. left, that's gone? So, yeah, I um, I would imagine that the ball will start rolling with that one. So, look, that's good for us. That's good news because I think we need to get these guys away from the club. It's not good having these guys around. I think Glenn Kamara is still training with us and, well, obviously training um, on his own, so like it doesn't look it doesn't look great. Um, so look, I'm happy that he's leaving the club. I think for fifty grand that we bought Glenn Kamara, I think he's done a good a good turn. I wish him all the best. I think um, last season was a very poor season for him. I think the previous years it was absolutely brilliant. Really, really enjoyed Glenn Kamara. Um, but look, it's time for him to move on, and it's time for us to obviously look forward and try and maybe possibly bring in a left sided centre back or maybe a a midfielder. <laughs> Not another one, surely. <laughs> I think I think we need to strengthen other areas before uh, before we go for another midfielder. Dave uh, Suter's brother, have you seen him? He's a he's a big strap lad. Obviously playing for Leicester City, he's uh, he, he's obviously quite a good player. I haven't seen him playing. I'll be honest with you, but obviously it's, it, you don't get into a Leicester City team being rubbish. So would you be happy with that? A loan oh, deal, I think, of fifty. Fifteen million bill loan deal, I think. Yeah, it would be, if it was a loan deal, yeah, certainly uh, Harry Suter's uh, would be uh, would be a good signing for us. I mean, I'm I don't you know jump out the chair and punch the air at the thought of loan deals, but I think uh, if we could we could get a season out of him, you know, yes, I would certainly do that. And you know, we could would really his wage demands would be uh, would be difficult to satisfy because. Coming from the you know, Premier League team in, in England, he will be in a substantial wage, and it's whether that fits in with uh, the Rangers' wage structure. Because you know, to take a player from from Leicester, albeit he's now they're now in the Championship, but he will be in a, a Premier League contract. So I've, I would find it difficult to believe that Rangers could match his salary expectations because 
I don't think he will be short of pun intended suitors down south. So yeah, it would be a be a, a nice one if we could get the Suter brothers there. Eh? Both big blue noses. That would be it. Would be nice. We're always good to Rangers fans of the team, you know. Guys like yourself who will put themselves out there. But in terms of Scott Wright, I think uh, again we it would be some money in the door. It would be you know cutting the wage bill because I think uh, you know with fashion going, uh, I think there'll be a few others leaving uh, as well. And Glenn Kamara obviously will be a. Uh, off the wage bill will be a help. But uh, as to whether another midfield signing, I think we need to uh, just uh, take draw breath here and, and and get the midfield players that we do have and, and find how they best work before we start adding pieces to the jigsaw because I think we're, we're well, certainly the pre-season and the first couple of competitive matches, I think we're str- struggling with the number of jigsaw pieces we've got at the moment rather than adding to it. So Sifuente is obviously... Uh, Kicked the first ball in anger last night. I think uh, he could be a big addition to our midfield. So I don't see uh, I don't see the need for for any additional midfield players. Certainly central defence, even fullbacks. I would be uh, I would be happy to see that, but certainly no more midfielders. No, that's uh, that's uh, I think as well, Dave. But I think Bill's made it quite clear that uh, I don't think there'll be players come in bought in. Till the players leave. I mean, now we've got rid of Sakala. Now Kamara should be going hopefully in the, the next week, week, two weeks. Um, I, I, I really, I, I think Bill's also sort of made it quite pretty clear that Davies, he'd be quite happy if Davies uh, went. Uh, one Bond boy that's mentioned that we're going to bring in, I, I, you're, you're quite good on um, other English players, Andrew. Um, Sam Bell, does that ring a bell? Oh, sorry, I, I didn't even mean that. <laughs> I mean, um, if that's the if that's the the Bristol boy in it, um, I think. Yeah. I think uh, I'm not, I have I haven't seen much of it, to be honest with you. Um, I'm I've not really had a lot of looking at a kind of more recent transfer kind of news. I seen the Suter link this uh, this afternoon. I, I'm happy with that one. I think if we could get him in on one, I'd be happy with that. Um, I think he needs a kind of a refresh. I know he, he, it was Brendan Rodgers spent a nice amount of money to bring him to Leicester, and and he, he fucked off. Um, uh, I think he needs a kind of a good season, a good season under his belt. He, has, he performs well. I think having having his brother alongside him wouldn't wouldn't be too much of a, a bad thing. I I think I remember the boy coming through Dundee United that where similar time as Ryan Gold was being talked about as the, the next messiah for Scottish football. Um he's doing not too bad over in the States or in Canada, but he he kind of stayed around the kind of English kind of championship level. He's now an Aussie, um, which is an interesting one. Um have you ever seen two players play for Rangers that are related and are different nationalities? That's a good one. Um I said I could get um get that in the next uh, Rangers uh, the Gallup View quiz show. Um, I I'd, I'd be happy with Suter. I'm not really too sure about the other two lads. We're linked with the, the QPR midfielder. Yeah, Sandfield. Yeah. I don't know too much about him. I I, th- I thought we were contradicting ourselves, Michael. With the I'm not going to sign players from QPR. Well, talking shit. <laughs> yeah, Maybe it wasn't well. That. Yeah. 
Dave, what did you say? Uh, maybe it wasn't that QPR he was talking about. You know, <laughs> yeah, the, the other one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, that's, um, that's uh, Mark Lambell, by the way. I think he's a player. He's I've seen him play the weekend there against was it Preston, and he scored again. So like he's had twenty nine appearances. He is young. He's only twenty one. So no, I, I I quite like the Sam Bell, but I think if you're looking for somebody to come in just now and get right into that first team, Harry Harry sort of would be an ideal candidate for me. Um, whether there's a release clause, that'll be interesting to find out if because they've been relegated, whether there's a release clause in his contract. That'll be interesting to see because obviously he's only been there for what six months because he only came in at the World Cup just after the World Cup and he was one of the most outstanding players at the World Cup. So it'd be interesting to see him. But no, I like that Sam Bell and I definitely like that Sam Field that plays for Queen's Park Rangers. He's he's always one of the first team starters. I've I've really been impressed with him. So Look, I suppose we're just going to have to wait and see what, what what's coming. But no, um, I've been quite impressed with that, Sam Bell. For 21 years of age, he looks like a real prospect. Yeah, so it was certainly a beautiful goal he got uh, the weekend, curled right into the top corner. So, uh, really cracking. Anyway, I'm going to finish up because I'm conscious of the time. Uh, Davey, I'll let you say your cheerios and give us a prediction for the Liverpool game. Liverpool game, sir. I start to shudder when I hear the, the word Liverpool. It's, uh, it's so traumatised, was I? Apologise, I apologise. Anyway, the Saturday, I think we uh, the, the, the problem with last Saturday is that obviously the, the, the five men across the back and four across the front of that, you know, that, that's had a shot in the arm. All the other clubs who have watched Rangers play that game last Saturday will be coming to Ibrox. The first of them being Livingston and 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 away games. Will, they'll just say, "Well, that's exactly the way to do it." So we know what we're up against. We have to find a way to defeat it. We're going to have to slay that dragon, and we we start on Saturday. And I'm going for Rangers four, Livingston nil. There you go, Shona. Can you follow that? Uh, I'd love it to be four 0 I'm not gonna lie. I think uh, like I think it'll be about three uh, 0 That's my prediction, and I think uh, you'll see Danilo and Dessers both get one the score sheet, and possibly another penalty. That would that would do quite nicely, I think, for me. So uh, we do. Yeah, I'm going for three 0 and I'm going for Danilo Dessers and a wee tab special. There you go. Is that penalty for Rangers? Why <laughs> oh. uh, Andrew. There you go, on you go. Yeah, thanks again. Um David T, David P and Sean. It was a good good chat again tonight. time's flown by. Um quick shout out to Jim Sloan in the in the, the chat tonight at ten pounds donation. That's great. Thank you very much. It goes it goes very far for the, the pod. Um uh, yeah, I mean I, I'm hoping it'll be a positive result. Um I don't know if it's just the the in our that my kind of support of David Martindale was a manager that I came a wee bit more worried about Livy. I think if we were looking at the first two games, I thought we'd maybe handle Kelly a wee bit better because we know what McInnes brings and maybe struggle against Levy. But I'm hoping it'll be the other way around, that we struggle with Kelly and we'll maybe know what Livingston's going to bring and we'll be, able to, we'll be better suited to kind of uh, know their, uh, their tactics they'll have in place. Um, I want to say that it'll be 2-0. Um, whether or not Tavernier's on the score sheet, I don't know. Um, I'd hope that Maybe Dessler gets another one to add to his Rangers account. Um, 
maybe even Danilo pops up. We'll see what happens. Um, happy it's at Ibrox and not two games and two plastic pitches uh, in two weeks. That would be dreadful. Yeah, but I'm I'm going to say the give the groundsman a, a, a wee thanks because the, the the park looks absolutely fantastic. I don't know what it's like if you are there, but um, Dave, uh, but it look, looks fantastic on television. Oh, the pitch was immaculate. I mean, the pitch the last couple of years has been uh, has been fantastic. You know, the and we ended the season. You know, the the pitch still in absolutely pristine condition, which is. Uh, to the credit of the, the ground staff these days. I know we have a, a different type of pitch with the kind of hybrid woven artificial stuff in it. So, but it's, it's certainly a, a fantastic surface. So we've got no complaints. So no. let's say that we don't have that plastic pitch, to, you know, to distract us. That, that that should never be an issue, by the way, for me, but hey-ho. Uh, but Saturday, we're playing them on grass and uh, let's put them to the sword. Okay, I will thank everyone for listening, and I'm I'm actually going to go one better. I think we're going to thump Livingston, and I'm going to go for five now. So there you go. Just to, just I've I've got I've got to go one better than Davy, and I, I know it'll work because I'll be I'll be sort of a <laughs> taking a mickey out you for it because I got it right, you got it wrong, but you can do it the other way about. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye, and we are the people.